Welcome to The Drift, your resource on all things business strategy, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I'm your host, Aloiza, and today's guest is Rachel Sanders, CEO of Routine and founder of Apex Optimizers. Rachel began her career in the investment banking and wealth management space, and during her corporate days, she identified a need to take control of her own well-being and leverage the intersection of health and technology to now provide consumers with a more scientific, data-driven, and personalized approach to cellular nutrition solutions. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to have you. So let's go ahead and dive in. Can you share with us a little background on yourself and what got you started? Yeah, definitely. And and that was a great intro. But really, I, I started my career in investment banking um, and really started learning about the entire health ecosystem, how it works, what went into it, who paid for it, and how people kind of got better or didn't um, and, and where prevention fit in. And at the same time, I was really struggling with my own health. And I turned to nutrition to kind of solve those issues, um, but really saw this opportunity to improve how people experienced their health solutions for everything from prevention to chronic care management, um, really through the use of data and technology. And this is really the thesis I decided to go get my MBA around. Um, I went to Harvard, really focused my time there to figure out how can I make the biggest impact where there are opportunities um, that kind of people need new solutions. Ultimately ended up starting my first company in the musculoskeletal space um, right out of business school. Learned a lot about startup operations, um, but still was still struggling with my health um, and kind of using nutrition and other lifestyle-based factors. Uh, I also connected with Daniel, who is our now co-founder at Routine. He has a PhD in biotechnology. He had spent the 10 years prior building out better health solutions uh, based on health data like genetics or blood levels, microbiome, uh, and really kind of building better for you solutions that are more scientific backed, more data driven. Uh, and together, we really saw this opportunity to uh, impact more people uh, through cellular nutrition, through precision nutrition, and empowering people to leverage their data to achieve optimal health. And that was really the mission we we launched Routine around um, and have been scaling since. Wow. And that you, you said it so eloquently too, but I'm sure there were so many different hoops and, and kind of like research that you had to go through, so many different challenges that you had to go through as well. So um, I kind of want to definitely touch on more of the operating perspective, you know, understanding that you've now essentially kind of co-founded or founded multiple companies now at this point. So you understand what it's like being in the entrepreneurial space and, and kind of scaling companies from concept to creating your thesis and then scale and then ultimately hyper growth too in the long run. And I think kind of digital technologies and almost the advancement of has really started to support the idea of creating more of this kind of like consistent experience for growth for businesses. So I'm curious in your perspective then, um, you know, thinking about more of like this broader lens of digital health, broader lens of digital technologies. Can you talk about how you've leveraged technology, not as a means to be able to create really this incredible uh, kind of like operational experience, but also too, within the just actual experience itself for our customers, whether that be um, creating like an e-commerce platform, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so we we really kind of do a tech and data first approach to everything we do, both from the um, products that we create. So we look at over 100 health data points and use our technology and AI to create the precision products and in um, 
precision products, formulas, and insights that our members are able to get access to. But that also means from an operation standpoint, um, we have a much more kind of complex operating uh, methodology because we are so personalized in everything that we do. So um, we use data throughout kind of our, uh, like our operations related to fulfillment, to customer experience. Um, we really use a number of different kind of tech stacks related to our e-commerce operations um, and are really focused around kind of, we're, we're still learning, we're still iterating. Um, and a lot of that comes from, from the data. So what are people doing on our site? Um, how does that impact the prioritization, prioritization and the roadmap from a pro digital product perspective, from a physical product? Um, perspective, for instance, like what new consumable products should we be should be looking at? Um, and then also from a customer experience standpoint, what are what are answers that are more helpful? How do we get people from point A to point B in a faster way? Um, all of those things go into improving um, and helping us scale, uh, both from a product standpoint, but also from an ops standpoint. Mm, yeah, so it definitely sounds like you're leveraging not only just the concept of using digital, but also just actually translating this 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 data for information into something that's more digestible. So that way you can make those necessary pivots, um, and make improvements to the customer experience along the way. So along those lines, kind of flipping it over now to the consumer perspective, I think you can also argue that digital technologies, now that we also now do have more access to health data than ever before, consumers are actually more empowered to be more health conscious. If, if you if you would agree, and I think the critical component behind that is how the data is consumed. So, in my perspective, I've always thought like you know the data, the technology is so incredibly powerful. But what makes it more powerful, what makes it more meaningful, is how it's being translated, how it's being consumed. So, can you talk about your perspectives on this, and also how perhaps other digital focused digital health companies should consider um, kind of providing and also translating this data? Yeah, that's such a good point. We are at this really interesting time in history where for decades prior, um, on the kind of consumer product side, it was mass production and mass distribution. Um, everything was set up for kind of one size fits all solutions from a health and consumer health standpoint, um, because we didn't have access to the data in a reliable, cost-effective way that could really power anything different. And now, um, especially with kind of post-pandemic, we're two years in, we have greater access to health data across the board than we've ever had, and that trend is not slowing down. Um, and so what's opening up is, is we can take those kind of one-size-fits-all mass distribution, mass solutions, um, and flip them on its head to create precision health. And that's really where the market's going. That's going to provide better prevention products. It's going to provide better chronic care management products. Um, and there's just going to be so much more that we can do. But the data is only the first step. So it's really the companies that are taking that data and providing actionable insights, physical products, real solutions that target things that people care about, like energy, stress, like there's some really interesting work being done in kind of the hospice side of things in pediatric care. It's just, it's really about, okay, what, what can I actually do with this data? Um, and consumers want that answer as well. So post pandemic, we're seeing this new um, class of DIY health consumers. So they're picking and choosing, creating their own health stacks. They're getting their data. They're putting this, the pieces together, but there's now this information fatigue where 
They don't know what's next, where to go, what the right products are, what the data they actually need, like based on their goals. And so there's this new opportunity for people that are not only providing the what's next, but they're also providing curated information um, and the community around it. So, hey, you're testing, you're really focused on HRV, like here's all the things that matter about HRV, here's what you can do with the data, and here are other people that are kind of on that same path. Um, and that's really what's going to move us into the future versus just the data. Mm, and you're touching on such really great points, especially the concept of community. And I think among many other learnings, the pandemic definitely did spike this this increase in need for human connection. So thinking along those lines, how have you modeled the concept of community with routine? And then perhaps even touching on Precision Health Club, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So what we what we saw at Routine is, is we're kind of a product first company. When we first launched, we had um, one our precision multivitamin membership as well as a DNA test. We expanded through 2020 and, and adding more testing and, and saw this concept that we were talking about, this DIY health consumer, saw the need for connection and saw the opportunity to bring like-minded individuals together to kind of connect and learn um, outside of the standard, not necessarily outside, but in part of the standard medical community because there's so many there's so much new information. There's so many emerging technologies that sometimes there's consumers that are kind of farther ahead than the traditional medical community. And so where does that, how do we bring kind of the thought leaders, the experts together with these kind of more forward thinking individuals? And that's the concept of Precision Health Club. So we, um, we as a team curated the this community, it's a Discord server. It's now kind of the leading Discord server for data-driven health enthusiasts. But we, we had this idea to connect people, not just around routine, because it was bigger than that. Our mission is bigger than that. It's really around helping people leverage their data to achieve optimal health. That's routine's mission. But then the Precision Health Club mission is how do we bring people that care about data together to move further, further faster? Um, and that's the why behind Precision Health Club. And from that experience, we also saw our members of routine, the Precision Health Club members, thought leaders, medical community on Twitter, jumping into Web3. And we said, okay, health is not here. Like no one is talking about health in Web3. This was back, Web3 moves crazy fast, <laughs> by the way, but this was back in August, September um, of 2021. And we said, hey, we already have this premier data-driven health community. People in our community care about Web3 and they care about unlocking access to experiences, unlocking athlete, um, access to in real life benefits related to health. Like how can we bring Precision Health Club and Web3 and this concept of data-driven health together? Uh, and so we spearheaded this Apex Optimizers effort, which is the first NFT focused on data-driven health um, around sleep health and um, performance optimization and put that as one offering in the Precision Health Club. So overall, we have kind of two different community offerings, but they're all working together around this mission to help people live, feel, and perform better every day. Great. Well, thank you so much for touching on that. You know, something that kind of sparked my thought during that entire thought process was 
in the traditional lens of health and fitness, uh, more so specifically geared to like the retail health opportunity and brick and mortar studios. Um, we've always seen this interesting statistic that only 20% of consumers were actually tied to some sort of like actual health and fitness solution, whether that be a studio, a gym, you name it. And then now you're able to identify this greater need to tap into that remaining 80%. And I think Somewhere along those lines, you're starting to touch on more of like these micro communities, for lack of better words. So you're thinking about the ones that are more like the elite athlete driven who are then you've got another segment that are maybe perhaps sports specific or endurance athletes. And then there's some that are just honestly just health conscious, right? They're taking a look at health in more of like a holistic, those multidimensional ways and multidimensional approaches. So when you're thinking about one, Precision Health Club, and then also really the broader opportunity of the work that you've been able to do to truly unlock human performance and human potential. How do you think about targeting or connecting with all of these respective micro segments or kind of said segments for lack of better words? Yeah, that's definitely a, a good question. And something we kind of constantly think about is as we build out products, brands, communities, where do we start? Um, and for us, what we're seeing is there's this kind of $165 billion combined connected health market, which comprise of at-home diagnostic, connected wearables, connected fitness, on average growing about 10% CAGR through 2028. And so there's this massive market of people who care about data, like their health data. Um, and that's really where we started um, with the Precision Health Club specifically. Within that, what we're seeing, and this is around kind of lean, kind of launching lean, figuring out what your community cares about, where, like what channels, like where's the niche within that community. And what we're seeing is that there are, um, there's professional athletes, but it's also, I don't want to say weekend warriors, but it's more people who compete in athletic feats. So whether they're running races, they're doing triathlons, they're trying to lift more, they're biking more, um, they're competing against themselves more than anything and just trying to become better and, and optima more optimized. Uh, they also really care about focus and productivity. So this concept of real, being really good at work and really good in health um, is combined. And so those are kind of the niche communities and conversations that we're having right now. Um, there's some running groups that are com coming out of it. There's weightlifting groups that are coming out of it. We have a women's health channel. Um, so how does all of this impact females specifically, which is a conversation that doesn't always happen with these more human performance oriented products. Um, I'm happy to see that it's happening more now. Like you can see with Whoop and there's a bunch of other solutions that are coming up, but that's really how we've where we started, where our target was, it was big enough that we could have a lot of people, had people come in, we're now segmenting and curating experiences um, based on kind of those specific niche audiences. But our broader thesis is that this connected health market and kind of the supplement market, as well as other wellness experiences is all combining um, because you're not gonna see products without data in five years. Mm. And you're exactly right. And I think something that's interesting about this is that while, yes, in the beginning of the pandemic, we were all talking about those buzzwords of like omnichannel and hybrid, um, hybrid operations and hybrid fitness and hybrid health and wellness, the reality of it is, is that the success of where we go as an industry is actually creating the said convergence of the digital and physical worlds. And with that being said, it really does sound like 
through the work of routine and then also Apex Optimizes and creating really this this community that not only is digitally based and, and kind of technology driven, but also encourages movement and, and kind of like performance outside of the digital worlds. So with that said, what would you initially recommend for brands who are trying to consider more of like this adoption of the digital and physical worlds and, and what they should think about as they begin to define their strategy? Yeah, it's a good question. We were, I thought we were late when we were going in here, but we were very early um, and really very intentional about how we did it to make sure everything worked together or at least kind of conceptually was tangential to each other. So I would say that's the number one kind of thing as Web2 native brands start to figure out what Web3 and and metaverse and the digital world look like for them. Uh, My overarching thesis is that regardless of where people spend their time, We know that the metaverse is coming. The digital world is going to make more of an impact than it is than it does today. Um, But there's still going to be people that spend the majority of their time in their physical world. And then there will be people that spend digital world. But either way, you need to focus on your health because you're not going your physical health because you're not going to be able to show up in either world um, as your best self at work, at home, um, in friendships, in relationships, unless you care about what you're doing like internally. Um, I always like to say you can't eat a digital apple and have that feel like you're not hungry anymore. It just doesn't work like that. And so um, paying attention to your movement, your hydration, your nutrition, your micronutrient status um, to prepare yourself for wherever you are matters. And so kind of stemming from that, as a brand, what is your thesis around how your brand plays in the digital world? Ours is that health matters regardless, whether it, is it a kind of clothing brand, for instance, like are your consumers going to buy like a digital version of your brand's clothing in the metaverse? If that's yes, then how do you build your strategy around that? Um, but it's really like, how does your, what does your consumer look like in, in web three? And there's this really interesting kind of Twitter, like web two me, web three me. And you kind of got to think about that from a brand perspective. It's like web two me is this, web three me is this, and here's how they work together around this kind of overall mission that the brand is standing for. It's hard, but um, that's how I I would approach it. Mm, That's a good point. And it's really about kind of really, as always, (laughs) the overarching theme is always put your consumers at the forefront, put put their needs, put their desires, put what they're actually looking for at the forefront of everything that you're doing. So I'd love to hear, um, you know, with the the rise of digital technologies, all the fascinating work that you're currently embarking on, what's exciting you the most? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm I'm most excited and kind of empowered by this concept of we're, we're just still so early in the health data revolution. We've come so far in, in such a short period of time, but we're seeing these industries that I talked about before growing at like between 10 and 15% year over year. Those are massive growth numbers for industries. Um, and so being able to take that and help people live better, see outcomes improve, see health metrics across the board improve, see more people get access to healthcare. Um, and when I say healthcare, I mean everything from like eating correctly to like getting chronic care management. It all combines um, to produce better outcomes. And and yeah, that's I, I would say that's that's what I'm most excited about and how all of this data really plays out in the digital world and the physical world. Um, we, we're gonna see over the next 10 years, just like so many things that, tie into this data. Um, that is exciting. 
Mm, and I hope that too, that those that are listening are getting inspired too. Even if you're not necessarily in this world today, it's still early. Definitely learn, learn everything that you can, get involved with communities just like Apex Optimizers to be able to better understand really what the opportunities are. So future facing, what's coming up that we can expect from yourself and routine, Apex Optimizers, all the fascinating work that you're working on? Yeah, that's a great question. So we um, kind of collectively are just working on a a lot of awesome partnerships um, with athletes and brands and helping um, people kind of come together to to get better better tools. That's something else that I'm um, also super excited about is is we're starting to see this emergence of kind of Web3 happening in the Web2 world where people care about community and collaboration um, less than or sorry, more than they have in the past. And it's really about brands like Routine coming together to with other brands that are part of the health stack, um, other brands that are helping optimize sleep or other parts of nutrition or hydration to build a more kind of like collective, cohesive experience for um, for our consumers. But we're um, we're in hyper growth mode. We've done a lot. We've done a lot with community. We're going to invest further in there. There's some awesome experiences coming out of that. Uh, routine has a couple of Olympic athletes um, that are in the Winter Games right now, so that's been really exciting for us. Um, it's the first time as a brand that we have Olympians competing in the Olympics um, that are taking Routine, which is which has been fun. So some interesting uh, education opportunities coming out of that um, in more in more recent uh, or kind of recent future, near future. Oh, that's fantastic. Well. Final question for you. If you could give advice to a young woman that is designed to be a future entrepreneur or executive, what would you share with them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I have two pieces of advice. The first is um, if you have an idea, just get started. Um, Even if that means like starting to talk to people, starting to share your idea. Um, I personally don't believe in stealth mode companies, whether if it's stealth mode, like you still have to be asking people, you need to be iterating um, and just like getting, getting market feedback. Um, and the second is really educating yourself around what it means to be a female entrepreneur and kind of what challenges, what opportunities and, and where you can get involved. There's so much content, there's so much education, there's so many opportunities for female founders to kind of connect, learn and engage um, in a way that is necessary as we look at the market when, what is it, 2.2% of fund- VC backed funding goes to females, it's decreasing. Um, you really kind of positioning yourself well and and figuring out what that means and and how to beat it uh, is really important. Amazing. Well, thank you, Rachel, for your time. And as mentioned, make sure to check out both Routine and Apex Optimizers to unlock human performance optimization in both the physical and digital worlds. Looking to hear more what's happening in the health, wellness, and sports industry? Subscribe to this podcast and we'll catch you next time on The Drift.